Thanks for listening to Covenant Equip, a podcast designed for the group leaders of Christ's Covenant to give them a sneak peek into our new sermon series that we're going through as a church. This podcast is designed to help you lead and facilitate better group discussions through our community group ministry. If you ever have any questions, feel free to email me, Blake Rogers, at blake at christcovenant.com, or use the text to pastor line if you have questions. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for joining in with Blake Rogers and Jason Dees as we uh, tackle Covenant Equip um, Resurrected, you know, session number two. It's back. It's back. It's back. And um, we're grateful to be here. Um, we're grateful for everyone for leading through the previous why or questions people ask series. Um, I think it was super helpful. People loved it. Yeah. I think uh, we got a lot of great feedback. I think there was it brought up a lot of great group discussion, which we're really grateful for. Y'all had a great leaders meeting last week. Give, what are yeah. some highlights from that? Yeah, we did. We kind of put our heads together on on how to make our Zoom virtual gatherings as good as possible. Um, I think the consensus is that we all like to be with one another, mm-hmm. certainly. Um, but we're happy and grateful to have technology as a crutch during this time. And so this you is know, good. And, and hopefully uh, it won't be too much longer that we have to rely on Zoom. Hopefully we can begin, some of our groups can begin meeting and, um, you know, as we get into the summer, you know, maybe eventually all of them yeah. can begin meeting in a safe uh, way as we get through this. But thank you. I mean, you guys have been amazing. I just want to say for the group leaders that are listening, you guys have been amazing in the kind of poise and um, just, I think, good spiritedness that you've shown throughout this whole thing. Resiliency. That's what it They're is. resilient. That's what it is. Well, I'm excited about this next series as well, Jason. Um, it's, a, it's a tough one. It's a good one. It's an exciting one. And it's biblical womanhood. You want me to tell you the story of it? Let's hear it. So we did the series on manhood. That was fall of 2018. Well, say early fall, August. And, um, you know, I've preached on manhood before and, um, but just kind of thought, you know, we really need a whole series on biblical femininity. Um, and it's been amazing. I've kind of been like putting this on my Instagram or Facebook or whatever. And, uh, I've had a lot of people, like just random people, um, people from Birmingham that we knew reach out and say, Oh, I'm so glad you're doing this. I've never heard a sermon series on biblical womanhood. Uh, yeah. Have you heard that? I have never. I mean, there's book there, there, there's books on mothers. There's books yeah. on like roles that women have, but like the essence of biblical femininity uh, and what that is. So um, I think we're kind of moving into a little bit of uncharted territory here. You, you know, one of the reasons why I think am I gonna? I think I'm gonna say that I, I think some men are scared to talk about this. I feel like they don't know if they have the right to preach to women into right. the whole congregation on how women ought to be from the Bible. And, and obviously I don't know anything about womanhood and, um, um, an experience standpoint. that's right. Yeah. And I don't know anything about woman. And, but the thing is, is I'm not equipped to teach uh, authoritatively on manhood. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. the, ultimately, uh, I think that the lack of our lack of preaching on this, uh, is probably pointed to our lack of confidence in the sufficiency of scripture. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so we're actually kind of going to do two things with this series. We're going to talk about just kind of the biblical essence of womanhood, how God designed women, and, and I think just some things that he desires uh, for women. And, and I, I think we're going to be surprised at um, what we're going to find uh, just in terms of how good 
God's design for women really is yeah. and um, just kind of how powerful the essence of, of, uh, of womanhood really is. But I think we're also going to be surprised because to do this, we're actually going to like the three worst passages in passage. the whole yeah. New Testament. Yeah. Uh, so these are like the three New Testament passages that every, probably one of the reasons that we don't preach on this is like everybody runs away from these passages. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're passages, I think, when when wrongly understood, seem to kind of put women in um a, a less consequential category, uh, a less important category um, in the life of the church. But I think when rightly understood, uh, they, they actually reveal some of what I believe is the beauty of biblical femininity. Yeah, that's good. I'm really excited about the series. Yeah, well, I'm glad for it too. Um, and, and certainly, um, if, if we don't preach on this um, and, and address this biblically, um, our minds, our hearts will begin to be shaped by the culture around us because they have strong feelings. The yeah. culture has very strong feelings on, totally. on what it means to, to be a woman, what femininity ought to look like. And so uh, the three kind of um, overarching kind of sermon titles within biblical womanhood, you've got hope, beauty, and strength. How did yeah. you come up with those? What are you What are you going at with these? Well, I I, just, I think they're implicit in the passages that we're looking at. So the first one's from First Timothy two eight through fifteen. Um, it's it's the the kind of the part of this passage that nobody likes is the very end when uh, Paul is writing to Timothy and he says um, to women that she will be saved through childbearing. And it's kind of this like, what? Like uh, that kind of, there's a sense where you you read it and you're like, are the women just supposed to go have babies? And that's how they're going to be made right with God. And, and there's actually a lot more to that verse than you immediately see. And it speaks ultimately to the hope of men and women, but particularly the hope of of women and how actually God has used women um, in the story of salvation and how I believe he is still using women to bring about his kingdom on earth. And and, and in both cases, it's a uniqueness. It's it's, It's a unique role that women have that men don't have. Uh, and so there is a, there's a sense where our Christian hope, hear this, Blake, our Christian hope is dependent upon women and their faithfulness mm-hmm. to, um, you know, their faithfulness and their, their faith, their love and their holiness. Yeah. And so anyway, I'm really excited about that sermon series. The next one, we're looking at beauty. Uh, and it's a passage, actually, I actually referenced this passage over the summer. Um, we were in the um, Christian Nation series that we did. Uh, I remember we were in the um, Presbyterian Church next door, and I did this little series on what we called Christian Nation. And I actually, like, dipped my toe into chapter 3 of First Peter. Um, and this, again, is one of these, like, kind of troubling passages um, but I think what we find in it uh, is what true beauty really looks like. And true female beauty uh, does not come from the external adorning, the braiding of hair, the putting on of gold jewelry, the clothing that you wear, but the hidden person of the heart, the imperishable beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, 
uh, which in God's sight, and of course that's the only sight that really matters, is very precious. And so we're going to talk about what true female beauty is. And the last one, we're going to talk about female strength. And I'm, I'm interested in this because you're going to address this through a passage that you know gets kind of joked about a lot. Or, or, you know, kind of criticized in the Bible on head coverings. Yeah, the classic head covering text. Um, but I think what we, we see in this text is that as men and women both recognize uh, the order of God uh, and kind of how God designed uh, femininity and masculinity within the home and the church, there is an enormous amount of strength there mm -hmm. um you know the 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 and this would be a good kind of segue but the modern feminist movement or i don't even know what the modern feminist movement is but the the feminist movement of the 20th century you know the feminist movement that we all kind of knew about yeah. um i mean modern feminine the modern feminism is um is a little harder to pinpoint yeah. um, because there's so much gender confusion that's right yeah, yeah 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 it's it's bled over into this kind of crazy gender confusion but the the the, the feminist movement um, of the um, of the 20th century what I'll call like old the old feminist movement um, and this was the feminist movement of basically you know equality in all things right feminism you know is this rosie the riveter rosie the riveter don't yeah. treat me different than a man yeah. right um that actually creates i believe uh a great weakness in the heart of women um and also i think in humanity in general um and so there, there is a certain strength to God's order and design. Um, and what we obviously want here at Christ's Covenant is incredibly strong women um, that are full of capacity, that aren't marketing themselves all the time, that aren't having to prove themselves all the time, but uh, the kind of women that feel confident in the Lord. And I think that um, we're going to see that in that passage. And I think we're also going to see that in this book that we're going to be reading. You want to talk yeah. about yeah, this? Yeah. Uh, so um, a lot of you group leaders, you already know, uh, we're, we're going to be plowing through the accidental feminist. And so you've probably gotten a lot of emails. I know many of you responded and, uh, hopefully you'll be receiving your books, uh, between now and, and, uh, when we kick this thing off. Um, but it's a good, it's a good book comes highly recommended. Um, it's a book that's actually written to ladies, but, uh, I believe that it's, absolutely ap applicable and important for men to read this as well how are we going to serve and lead our ladies it's, if it's, we don't understand the struggles of of their minds and hearts it's written to ladies and anyone interested in ladies there you go so you know what i've got a wife i've got a daughter and so i need to understand um a what um who they are, but, but B, and maybe more importantly, who God desires them right. to be. And so, so I'm really excited about this. Jason, why don't you, you have any insights that, that our group leaders need to be looking out for? Well, the, yeah, the kind of interesting thing about this book, it's called The Accidental Feminist. And so you might be like, what are, what are they teaching us here? But I think what you're going to find in this is, again, as we were just talking about, this kind of Rosie the Riveter 20th century feminism basically was, um, it, it's the story of sameness. It's kind of the, and, and, and actually it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't um, surprise us. It shouldn't surprise us that 
that kind of movement would ultimately lead to gender confusion, right? When you're when you're kind of downplaying any difference between gender, mm-hmm. um, you would you would see well, what is gender, right? The idea of gender, rather than being this beautiful thing, ended up becoming to be this restrictive thing, right? And so, what I think she's really doing at is when when you rightly understand God's design, you will be a feminist meaning that you'll desire womanhood to be different than manhood, uh, which of course by God's design it is. Mm -hmm. And that's not um, a punishment, that's not a lesser of things, that's actually uh, a beautiful thing. It's, it's, it's actually part of the tapestry of this humanity that God has called together. And um, so I think she does a really good job kind of helping us see that um, and helping us understand what God's design for women are is it's going to go really well along with the sermon series. Yeah, I agree. Well, um, Jason, I mean, I know there's some tough passages that we're going to be working through. I highly encourage everyone to listen into the sermon talk back each yeah. week on Monday. Um, I'll go as, and tell you as we address some. We're of these not things. going to be able to get to all the questions that these ca- these passages like bring up. So you, you're going to need the talk back in yeah. this series. Yeah, you re- you really will. Um, can I can I do another plug? Yeah, yeah go for it. Uh, I also want to encourage you to use your rhythms guide, mm-hmm. and you know if you're not like uh, or you know uh, with your rhythms guide, or if you're you know kind of falling a little bit out of the habit there. We, we have Rhythms Guys. You can come by the Collective anytime and get. They're also online. But you can also listen to a little podcast we do called Our Daily Rhythm, where we read the passage of the Rhythms Guide and then offer some reflections. And then through this series, we're actually going to be looking at three strong women that we see in the Bible yeah. uh, during the daily readings, not during the sermons, but yeah. during the daily readings. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it's really going to flow well, I think, with what we're talking about on Sunday mornings. Yeah. So this is one of those series where it... You know, it's going to take a little bit of uh, extra groundwork because I think the culture has spoken so loudly against yes. the truths that are in this passage, these passages. And so group leaders, do some groundwork, be prepared, listen to the talk back, engage with the sermons and text a pastor text if you pastor. have questions. Encourage your group um, to do that. Too. In fact, yeah, like during the group. Yeah. Uh, if you have questions that arise, text a pastor, call Jason or myself, and we will be happy to help address any of the um, questions and try to offer some wisdom. You know what I think it's time for, Blake? What's it time for? The tip of the month. The tip of the month. The tip of the month. What's a good tip of the I've month? Got, I got a tip. I got a tip. What's so one of the things we've been doing in my Tuesday night group, and it's been a lot of fun, and uh, you, you may want to use this, you may not. But on the Zoom calls, we have been doing giveaways on Zoom. Giveaways. Uh, so I've been doing the Zoom from my downstairs study, and you've been down there, obviously. It, yep. There's a lot of interesting things in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even behind, like if you, you know, you, just looking around and there's a little overwhelming. If I recall, like some beautiful historic paintings. <laughs> yeah, there's paintings. Yeah. There's all kinds of things in there. But if you, if you look, but behind there, there's boxes full of things that are even more interesting. And so... I've been giving away something from that office every week to um, people in my group. And, you know, it could be like we one week we did like what's the most interesting meal that mm-hmm. you're eating or what's the most interesting thing that's happened to you in quarantine. Um, last week we did what's your favorite May tradition. Mm-hmm. Um, so like that's going good. to the Kentucky Derby or whatever, you know. And so oh, I know. So anyway, Kentucky Derby. Um, loved it. A giveaway 
Uh, it makes, and I just mail it out. You know, you yeah. just mail it out, yeah. and uh, it, it just kind of makes the group come to life a yeah. little bit more. One of the things we did this week uh, was the act- the uh, the picture suggestion that Matt Nolan brought forward in our group leader training, where instead of giving everybody an update in your week verbally, you know, you just provide a picture and then just kind of like show them and allow people to ask questions. You show a picture yeah. of your week, kind of? Of your week, yeah, yeah. Something throughout the week. It's a great idea. That was interesting to you um, that you think others would enjoy. What picture would you show from this week if you had? Oh, man, from this week? I got one. I got one. I'll what let you, you think. Yeah. Last think. night, last night, I uh, got home. We had our Wednesday night um, theology thing. And I got home. I took the kids out. <laughs> <laughs> and we went out on Bobby Jones Golf Course. You know, I live right there. We rode our bikes out there, and they came up with these races. They wanted to do these races like across the holes. And on one side, there's this huge hill. And so they were running up. I mean, I was proud of them. They were like getting all this exercise in. And Rainer Dees, who's four years old, just watching him run down the hill. And like that kid can move for a four year old, especially going downhill. So that was my snapshot. Rainer D's That's running amazing. down the hill. Just I, a great night with the kids. I guess mine uh, would be, you know, probably, it, this is actually from John Kellis's influence. <laughs> but my, my children now go around the house and go outside totally shirtless. Yes, my son and my daughter. Oof. And we just kind of let them go at it. And it's amazing. It's, awesome. it's great memories. You know? It's great memories. Why do you need a shirt as a four-year-old yeah, anyway? These kids never wear shirts. Imrianna does. Imrianna does. But the boys never. Yeah. Well, Blake, I'm excited. Biblical femininity. Ladies, keep your shirts on out there. And most of you men <laughs> need to keep your shirts on. You need yeah. to keep your shirts on also. That's good. So, well, for Jason Dees, I'm Blake Rogers. Thanks for listening.